G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 478 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or send your messages via Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it doesn't matter. Just type in Trainsmove, and you should just about find us somewhere around there. For the people who regularly listen to the show... First up, God bless you. Second of all, um, you'll probably realise how I blew my Achilles out a little moment in time ago. And from that point where I realised Ironman's definitely not going ahead because I was six weeks out at the time, once I realised, well, Ironman's completely done, um, that's when I started really switching to, right, let's fool everything I can to get this bad boy right for long term, not just... Let's put a band-aid on this bad boy until I'm in and then worry about it later. Um, <laughs> that's actually the truth, too. Um, so, so since then, I've been hit with a couple of blows and some couple of good crap, too. The first the first blow came when I decided to contact my physio and say, guess who's back? And turns out he'd moved to Queensland of all, you know, like, bloody hell. He was such a good physio. I just thought he was, you know, the duck's gut. So I thought he was amazing. So that didn't quite pan out how I, how I wanted to. Um, and so I'm, my, little, my local run group, um, yeah, I've got a little Facebook page there for, I'm in, and so I send them a message because they're all um, marathon runners or ultra runners. And, uh, so I said, you know, any good local physios you guys know about? And people had a couple. And I'm not one to just jump straight into any any physio. It's like a, like a marriage. It's very important. So I had this guy reach out to us from... Um, he's the physiotherapist from Hawthorne, the... Um, Hawthorne's... For the people who don't know who Hawthorne is, Hawthorne's... Um, used to be one of the best Australian rules, Aussie rules football team. We, it's actually my favourite for Aussie rules team, AFL team. But unfortunately, we kind of suck at the moment there. But um, he, he's the physiotherapist there. And he's part of this group. And he was, I was talking to him um, via Facebook. And he was saying that he's started a practice up in here in Launceston with him and his business partner. And at the end of the, the um, footy season here, he's... He's leaving his job with the Hawks and coming down, and and so I was talking. I asked a hundred questions because because I said, well, can we do this online or or is his business partner, um, you know, good with tendons? And he he's it was really good. He's, um, but it's it's I'm umming and ahhing a lot here because I want to go into eight different directions because we just did a lot of communicating between us um i had three thousand questions and he had three thousand answers and um like like for instance um and if i can get a a a sniff that i can learn something i'm i'm all in and so um for the people who listen to that podcast that i was um, talking about all my injuries in you know a space of three seconds, it appeared that's what it felt like. Um, before I did my Achilles, I rolled the, my ankle, and I did it on the exact same day. A mate rolled his ankle, and they looked just similar. And he was running within a week's time. He, and and I was just asked him, "How are you running in a week's time after that?" Because 
I can't barely put any pressure on mine. Anyway, so I got talking to him about that, and this is just a little side note. And he was saying, well, in, he goes, in football, he goes, chances are he's probably um, has rolled his ankle a number of times. He goes, the more you he goes, the good news is, um, well, he goes, the bad news is you've got a higher chance of rolling your ankle and doing damage to it uh, um, a lot more than you did before. Good news is you'll probably recover faster from it. He goes, yeah, these football players, they roll their ankles all the time. Um, but all the ligaments and all just become a little bit looser um, and it, your ankle's nowhere near as tight as what it used to be. And so you're able to recover a lot sooner. He says, you'll get a player on the footy field, roll their ankle pretty bad, and then by the next Sunday, they're able to play again. It's strapped heavily, but they're right to play. And so that, that, that I didn't really, um, I didn't know. So that was a cool learning journey, and then I started asking other questions too, and he was pretty forthcoming with answers. So I was milking him. Um, but anyway, he, I said, well, what's his physiotherapist like in Launceston? His name's Ross. And I go, what's Roscoe like? And he goes, he's very good with tendons. He doesn't specialise in runners, but he specialises in. Um, uh, volleyball players, basketball players, you know, high impact thing. He goes, that he's got a lot of experience there, and I thought, beautiful, because this this guy's got a lot of experience helping football players. This uh, Ross Roscoe, who I was going to see, he's got a lot of experience dealing with net um, basketball, netball, soccer, tennis, those sort of type of um, violent impacted on your joints and tendons movements. So I went there and he asked the 3,000 questions and how he's going to, how he's been fixing us is he wants to know where the pain starts. And so I do all these different exercises and go, oh yeah, that's it's from here. And then he takes one step back. And so we're using pain as a guide, for instance. So, but. As you progress, you, you load the tenon and then you let it recover. You load the tenon, you let it recover and it will, over hopefully over shorter periods of time, be able to um, be able to heal up quickly. And and I and I was very clear with saying to him, I go, don't give me ranges with exercises to. Don't say, I'll just do that two to five times a day. I want the exact number. I want, you know, because if you say two to five, to me, the answer is five. And I'll set my alarm to it. You know, I'll set my phone just to go five different times through the day so I can do whatever it needs to be done. I said, you tell me what to do and I'll make sure I do it 100%. You know, you tell me to do a, a crap on seaport deck, 20 minutes later they're washing it down with disso. So he, he gave me all these exercises and we've been progressing. Some of them are scary as crap, especially because I'm not, the pains are still vivid in, in my head. But uh, the good news is um, I've progressed a lot, I'm progressing a lot faster than we thought. We really didn't think, uh, there, we thought there was a very good chance I may not be able to properly run and it will start running until probably September, uh, late August, September, thereabouts. Now, um, I'm doing, because I'm doing everything he says, whenever he says it, however he wants me to do it, there's a very good chance I can do some form of running in about two weeks' time. So, And that could be just like five minutes of walking with one minute of running sort of thing. So it's very, very slow. Gone are the days of me running 70K run weeks. <laughs> so... It's, um, but, but I've just started progressing into um, scissor jumps. 
So, and they're scary as hell because on day one, when he got me to do this stuff, I go, oh, yeah, I feel that pain. And then you go, right. And then the, you go there the next time. And you go, right. So do this. Jump. Can you jump? Yep, yep. Yep. Do 50 jumps for me. So you do 50 jumps. I go, oh, yep. No pain there. Yes, great. Now do some scissor jumps. Uh, pain, pain. And you go, right. You go there and he goes, right. So you can do jumps, but you can't do scissors. And it goes on that um, theory that you're injured doing nothing's more times or not is the most stupidest thing you can do you can do something you know can you sit there without any pain sure right so you can do do you know you've got that as a starting point can you stand up without any pain yep right so you can move around without any pain right can you yeah you start working your way up with what you can do and then once you work out what you can and can't do you can kind of do something so as of um, late last week, I am started doing scissor jumps, which again, I, I have so much fear in my head, but I, I do it. I do, the, do um, 30 scissor jumps, have a, have a two minute rest, do another 30 scissor jumps, and then, you know, tippy toe walks and penguin walks and all, all these little things he gets me to do. Been doing it, and I've never missed one one little thing because he says, you know, I need you to do this every second day, and I need you to do this every day. And I started doing treadmill walking now every day, just ten minutes, only only small. So I'm hoping it's it's looking instead of starting to run in late August, early September, I might be back to running at least forty k run weeks, fifty k run weeks, hopefully by September. So we're progressing very, very nicely. So that's my good little happy news. Um, so, um, but uh, well, I guess I should probably answer a question. Today's question comes from um, Passel. Now, I'm pretty sure I just re- re- botched that name again. He, um, he sent a question in about latex tubings on episode 474. Yeah, he gave me for looking looking that up. Um, so he's got another question. Uh, I recently brought a computer. I recently brought a bike computer, Garmin Edge 530. Uh, what is the best metrics I, that we, what's the best metrics to show during an Ironman? I got a power meter, so cadence and power are possible. But then there is an average power, normalized power, three, you know, three second power, blah 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 blah. Uh, there's a lot of different data fields. So, yeah, what are you? Any thoughts? So this depends greatly on the stuff you like to look at the most and what you're training to and see see every day. Um, I'll give give a quick example. What I well, I'll, I'll tell you what I have on mine, and then I'll tell you. Like, we'll look at Cam Worth. Cam Worth main screen on his um, when he races is apparently his average speed. That's what he looks at the most, which goes to um, like with with um, like pro cycling for, for instance, or just elite cycling. There's a few different things they do. Um, you know, we we look at you know a sprinters their peaks their a sprinter's general interest is peak power what they can really put push for that peak power for that yeah 10 seconds sort of sort of all out um yeah domestique on the flats and like they're going to be looking at you at what their power is between roughly around a th- average of three second power or thereabouts but you got you, when they when they're in these time trials, power people they've got their power number showing, but they're not really looking too much at the power. The power output's really not that as important as speed. They know the speed they've got to hold, and they that, that that's the main thing they're looking at is that what their what their speed is, average speed. But um, 
for, but for me, for myself, and you did mention you, um, the screen supports up to ten data fields. That's busy. Uh, I don't. I, that would annoy me. That would annoy me greatly. Um, looking at those numbers, and they become so small, it doesn't. You don't know what to look at, when to look at, it, and how to look at it. So I, I personally have um, a, se a seven screen on my on my Garmin Edge um, with the power number uh, is taking up the like the big chunk up top um, and then I, everything else is on the smaller bars underneath so I, I have the gradient now of the what um, the percent of the hill hill I'm climbing is now I, I like that especially um, training and racing you can you know I've said it in a um, some podcasts ago when I finally changed it I knocked around with it and I did this ride um, that we call it the Scottsdale Loop here you, you see, anyone who follows Richie Port on um, Strava will see it come Christmas time he's doing this Scottsdale Loop just about every single day it's it's only 130 k's but it's a very hilly 130 k's and because it's hilly and it's very rough dead road um, you hit a 5 5 you know 5% of a um, hill and you you think it's just a false flat. You think, geez, why, why am I going so slow? My power looks normal. I should be going a lot faster than this. And then you and then you look on your you know, since having this, I go, oh, this is five, you know, five percent. I'm riding up. And no wonder. And it's and it, it it's it's because you're too busy riding up these. 10-15 percent hills. Um, so when you hit a five, you think, oh, this is you know i'm on a beach holiday so i have the percent of what the gradient of the hill is i have my speed um just next to that um underneath that i'll have the distance and time and the bottom bottom row i have my heart rate and cadence as well and that uh, on the other pages i'll have other stuff like laps um lap settings and stuff for tr stuff i w might want to have a play with in training um, and then I've got one uh, page where it's purely um, just my power number. So um, I did have a power end time onto that, but I, I've, for some reason I've taken the time off it and just have purely the power number on it. But, um, but, but I mostly just have it on that home page of power, the, the hill gradient, um, speed, distance, times, heart rate, and cadence. So that's but that's that's me that's that's the the crap i like to look at but come come a race i'm probably not spending too much time if any looking at my heart rate or cadence so it's really just the um the time distance the speed the the hill gradients and the power is really all i'm interested in during a race said that that's just me though but you have a play with it all we or what you see what you're looking at all the time um during training and make your own changes so but i hope that helps if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com till next episode Hooray.